Hey everyone, you guys ready? Because I am. And uh, man, it's, uh, I'm looking at these. Let, let me get to a couple of statements that people have made. It really is good to see you all. Uh, one of them, basic instructions before leaving earth, says seeking people in Oklahoma to start a home group. Hey, listen, that is a great idea. Uh, no matter where you are living on this planet, um, I say start seeking people to lead a home group or have a home group, uh, whatever it may be. Some of you probably already are, and uh, you know what it's like. It's very encouraging and, and needed in the, of this planet. Richard Browder said over on the app, who's ready to leave this cesspool planet? Yeah, no kidding. Um, somebody else asked also, are there any more spots left for the Israel tour in March? Uh, the Israel tour I have has been rescheduled to May. Right now, it looks like it's going to be May 9th through May 19th. Um, still working on some details. What happened with March is you had to have your full payment in by now. And I said, that's just, that's just not going to happen because people have Christmas and a lot of people are stressed out. So I'm not going to put extra pressure on people. So I rescheduled from March. So just so you know, and uh, we'll be starting the registration for May, the way things look. Of course, the way they're talking about lockdowns again. Man, oh man, do we have interesting days indeed. Okay, here's what we're going to be talking about uh, this, in this message. You ready? Here's the title. The puppet masters and the politicians. Ready for this? From Micah chapter 2. And baby, can you see the connections with where we are today? I'm going to show you some different video clips. Uh, we're going to be connecting all kinds of things today. We're going to get there in just a minute. One other quick reminder, we have our New Year's Eve prophecy update. I'm excited about it. It's going to be at the 412 Church in San Jacinto. Uh, it'll be at 5 p.m. Pacific time. It'll go for about an hour, hour and a half, somewhere in there. And Brandon Holthouse just confirmed with me about five minutes ago. He's going to be my guest, as Billy Crone was last week, uh, last year. Uh, Brandon will be this New Year's Eve. It's going to be exciting. We're going to say things that are going to be uncentered. I'm just giving you a heads up. So get ready for that. That's New Year's Eve. If you're in Southern California, come and join us. Uh, we'll have more information coming up on the events page here probably by the end of this week. Uh, but it's going to be broadcast worldwide also. Uh, so you'll be able to see the whole thing. And not the whole thing will be on YouTube because of censorship issues, but the whole thing will be on the app. It'll be on Roku, Apple TV, and also on the website if you have a laptop or uh, a, a desktop, you can even watch it there. You can cast from your phone like I do. I cast from my phone right onto the TV. Pretty easy thing to do. Uh, so totally cool. I want to make it available everywhere, and it will be. As long as you have a device that you can turn on, you'll be able to watch it since New Year's Eve with Brandon Holthouse. Looking forward to it. By the way, there's going to be a prophecy conference in Rosarito Beach in Mexico. And my same two friends and guests are going to be with me. Uh, it's going to be Hope for Our Times conference. Billy Crone's going to be joining me, and so will Brandon Holthouse, Rosarito Beach in the summertime. Uh, if you happen to be in Mexico, you'll be able to join us for that. We'll have more info for that uh, to you in 2023 if we're not raptured soon. Okay, you ready? As we look at the puppet masters and the politicians from Micah chapter 2, consider these words, Henry Kissinger. This is put together by Alex Newman, by the way. Many of you know Alex Newman from here or other places. Uh, he's brilliant. Um, but uh, he, he's got his comments on here. Uh, and he's quoting 
this isn't his book. He's quoting uh, here um, Henry Kissinger, The New World Order. Uh, this is a quote. The contemporary quest for world order will require a coherent strategy to establish a concept of order within the various regions and to relate these regional orders to one another. Uh, how will they go about it? Structure, they will need a structure of international rules and norms fostered as a matter of common conviction. Listen, I don't care what anybody says. When you look at the climate laws and the things that are coming our way, we're really going to get into this on New Year's Eve, but I'm going to be dealing, we've been dealing with this for, for a while, but now uh, we can tell this heat has really been turned up on this. They're going to use these laws to control the masses of people. Kissinger's talking about those kind of things. And then there's this also from Alex Newman as he reports from, look at this book, Our Global Neighborhood, a timely work deserving our full attention. Look at that. So Alex Newman, he pulls a quote from there and says, regional cooperation and integration should be seen as an important and integral part of a balanced system of global governance. Folks, we are headed there. We're headed there rapidly. And when we look at Micah chapter one, we're going to see the connections way back with ancient Israel and Judah, or in this case, Micah is real specific. He talks to Samaria and to Judah. Samaria recognized as the capital of ancient Israel. Judah recognized, uh, or Jerusalem, excuse me, recognized as the capital of uh, ancient Judah. So he's heading that way, and he continues, as we saw last time, with his word, his prophetic word against the people. And uh, the connections to today, to today are remarkable. Although he is prophesying to the people back then, around 730 B.C., um, we see everything going this direction. Now, now keep this in mind uh, before we go into this, that if God judged Israel and Judah for these things that they did back then, what on earth makes, if you're an American, uh, Americans think that God's not going to judge us or in Australia or Canada or, uh, or, or anywhere in the world, anywhere in Europe, wherever you are in the world, we can watch what's happening in China. We can see what's happening over in the Islamic world. We can watch Russia. It's all over the news and Ukraine. But what on earth makes the people of the Western world think that God's not going to judge them for committing the same sins, but even worse. But in this case, it's about this globalism. And it's how you have the politicians and the puppet masters from Micah chapter 2, just like we have politicians and puppet masters today. It's not a dink, It's not a coincidence. Things really are happening. So first thing we notice is the players. So let's look at this Micah chapter 2. If you've got your Bible, you can read along. If not, I'll read it. Uh, Micah chapter 2, Micah says, Woe to those who devise iniquity. At morning, think of these words. At morning, light, they practice it. They work out their evil on their beds. At morning, light, they practice it. Because it is in the power of their hand. They covet fields and take them by violence. Also houses, and they seize them. And they oppress a man and his house, a man and his inheritance. Man, you look at verses 1 and 2, you go, oh, oh, oh this sounds like the leaders today, the politicians, the, the judges, the people in the media. Therefore, 
Thus says the Lord, behold, against this family, I am devising disaster against this family, the, the, the people who do these things. God says, I'm devising disaster. I'm going to judge them for which you cannot remove your necks. He's letting them know, you're not going to be able to save yourselves, these people who do these things. Nor shall you walk haughtily, for this is an evil time. In that day, one shall take up a proverb against you and lament with bitter lamentation, saying, we are utterly destroyed. He has changed the heritage of my people, how he has removed it from me to a turncoat. The Lord has divided our fields. Therefore, you will have no one to determine boundaries by lot in the assembly of the Lord. So what is going on here? Well, uh, we're going to find out. So as we look at the players, think of, all, think of this. First of all, we have the puppet masters. Then we're going to see the politicians. Then we're going to see the people. But look at this with the puppet masters. Um, verse 1 again. Among the people bringing on the calamity were those, according to verses 1 and 2, were those who laid in bed at night, and it tells us here, and work evil on their beds. In the morning they practice it. Why do they practice it? Because when they wake up in the morning, they're able to put this into practice because these are people that have the power to do whatever they want to the masses of people. Look at verse 2. They covet fields and take them by violence. They devise plans. Uh, they, they raise up groups against you to destroy you. Listen, we're in this period of the greatest wealth transfer in the history of the world. Things are taken down and things are, are taken from people. You see um, property taken from people. We have climate laws that say, well, you can't do this. Well, you, you can have this property, but you can't grow anything on it. Well, you can't even live on it. Well, you can't actually build on it. You can't do anything about it. They come, have all these different ways that they take everything and hereby violence. Also houses they take and they seize them. They oppress a man in his own house, a man in his inheritance. So a man can save up all of his life to be able to give his inheritance to his children. And uh, these people walk in and say, no, no, you're not going to be able to give this inheritance to your children. Yeah, we know you worked for it all your life. You worked so hard to be a blessing, to pass this down, to help out your children. But no. So what do they do? We, we watch them. They find ways to tax. They find ways to steal. They find ways to take. I mean, what do you really own when you own something now? Now they're telling us you're not going to own a car. Uh, you're, not, you're pretty much not going to own anything. Klaus Schwab. You'll own nothing and like it. Huh. No one had the power to stop these people. The Lord did, and the Lord would. But no people had the power to stop them. They were the puppet masters of Israel and of Judah, manipulating the masses like puppets on a string. Micah knew them. He called them out, and the people didn't like it. He was blasted by the false prophets. He is blasted by the politicians. He is blasted by the false priests. He was blasted by everybody, called a fake, called a phony, uh, called all kinds of names. As it is when you look in the Hall of Faith, uh, Hebrews chapter 11, what do you have? You have the prophets who were ridiculed, they were mocked, they were run out into the wilderness, some were sawn into. The prophets who were calling the truth and saying judgment is coming, and you guys at the top are bad people. 
Uh, man, they, they, they did everything they could to eliminate them and to shut down their voice. We're seeing the same thing happen today. And it's getting louder and louder. In verse 2, they covet what people possess, so they scheme to take their property for their own purposes. Uh, certainly Micah, he was well aware of uh, and knew Ahab and Jezebel, who made their evil plans to take the vineyard of, uh, of uh, uh, Naboth. Uh, you can read about that in 1 Kings 21 and 2 Kings chapter 9. And today we see similar things going on. We see these puppet masters. They're doing what they want to do. So how are they going about these things? And who are these people? Okay, I'm going to show you a short video clip. And in this video clip, it's going to be real short. It's going to throw out there who is really running the world. Who are the real puppet masters. It's real short. This is more for provoking your thought than anything else. Can we show this, uh, this uh, uh, first video with the families running the, running the world? Who you think runs the world? Who actually runs the world? And then the last one up there got cut a little bit short. It says uh, the Rothschilds family, too. So a very interesting video. You have all these Italian families, these Italian families with all this power. They go back uh, through the centuries. They were the most powerful Italian families. At the end, you have the Rothschilds, a Jewish family. Then um, we hear about these things. Uh, in the video, he said, not the Rockefellers. It's, it's not who we think it is. It's actually his other families. Listen, there is so much evidence to, uh, to certain families controlling the masses of what's going on in the world. And you look at this and you go, okay, was that video correct with all of those families? I mean, you can work it out and you can substantiate some of these things and say, yeah, 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 they are behind this, this, and that. I think you'd all agree with me, no doubt, the Rothschilds, uh, the Rockefellers are still in there. I don't care what anybody tells me. They are still in there. Um, and you look, and you, you, when you start to think about it, when you, when you have, uh, let's just say, you go back in the history of the world. You take families, and uh, they start gaining wealth. In fact, I'll get somebody on the program coming up in 2023 that's going to go into the details of the families and what they actually do. But when you start looking at it, you go, okay, uh, if you go back 500 years, they built this, uh, they, they become the bankers, they become the builders, they start owning more and more property. And then the nature of man, the heart of man is deceitful and wicked. Um, the, the, I think it was one of the Rockefellers that said, buy when there's blood in the streets, right? When everything's collapsing, the, the depression, you buy, you buy, you buy, you buy, and you accumulate and you accumulate and accumulate. So over the centuries in the history of this world, there's families that have accumulated most of the world. And to think that they're all benevolent and want your best, um, I mean, that, I think that's really naive because the heart of man is deceitful and wicked. And then you start thinking, when you start looking at history and realize what some of these families have done, you look at the Pelosi family, where she comes from here in California. You start looking at these things and you go, wait a minute, there's organized crime of 
these different sorts um, that, that come from different backgrounds, but they really do own pretty much most of the world. And to think they don't want to manipulate it in the direction that they want it to go is rather naive. You look at Rockefellers in medicine. You know, I was looking at a, a movie the other night, it had the Rockefeller Center, and you got the big Christmas tree. I'm thinking, they didn't really care about that. It was like, uh, give them food and circus, make the people happy, and they won't, it's like a trick, right? Make them happy, give them this big, beautiful Christmas tree. Everybody will go, oh, this is so wonderful, you're wonderful. And you got all this shady stuff going on behind the scenes. Check this out. This is from Mercola, Joseph Mercola. The redesign of our food system is a plot for control. Um, do you believe it? I, I do. Um, I absolutely believe that our food system is being manipulated, not just the food system. I believe that the, uh, um, the, the supply chain is being manipulated. And again, it goes back to the puppet masters. They're calling the shots. Check this out. Uh, many, I'm going to show you a couple of clips because I got this from like 100 people today. German molecular biologist unveils concept of world's first artificial womb facility, which can incubate up to 30,000 lab-grown babies a year. You look at that and you go, that's pretty freaky. Why are these, why are they doing it? They want to eliminate, right, we got the transgender stuff going on. Um, and if they say, well, let's make a baby in a lab. And you look at something like this, are we there yet where we can actually make babies in a lab? I don't know if we're there yet. They're talking about it. They're not there. We're, this, this world will get there. As it was in the Tower of Babel, once man sets his, his heart there, when he's uh, set on building that new world order, like the Tower of Babel uh, from the book of Genesis, God says there's nothing that man won't be able to do when he sets his mind to do it. Man has been attempting this since the book of Genesis. Man is doing that. They're building their world order. And you got these puppet masters at the top, lab-grown babies. Yeah, and then here's this also. Another one of the articles many people sent me today. I don't know why everyone was sending me these articles today, but apparently they were pretty popular, so I thought I'd give them to you. Israeli-based 3D-printed lab-grown meat company is building world's largest facility in North Carolina. Lab-based meat company. What is that? I believe it's, uh, I believe it's part of the fulfillment of 1 Timothy chapter 4, where... Man will forbid you to eat the meat that God has created. Uh, I, mean, I remember you reading that verse many times in the past thinking, what does that mean? Well, you come around through the last few years, you go, now you know pretty much exactly what it means. You're going to be forbid. The attempt is forbidding to eat the things that God has created that are to be received with thanksgiving. Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4, read it yourself. And so they have these 3D printed lab-grown meat company. That does not sound delicious to me. But why are they doing this? All right, they'll stop there. It's controlling the people, right? We've got the puppet masters. We're going to look at the politicians in a few minutes too. But why? Okay. So check this one out. This is something you need to be aware of. Remember back in 2019, it was in October. Gosh, I wish I could remember the name of it. It was the, uh, it was the, the, uh, the, test, you know, when they simulated what would happen if a coronavirus were to escape into uh, the world that started in a particular place. Remember that? Event 201 is what I think it was called. And um, what would happen if this were to escape? Well, we'd have to lock down everybody. We'd have to do this. We'd have to do that. All these different things they said, and they did. 
those things. That was October of 2019, March of 2020, boom, baby, it all hit just like that. So with that, check this out. Catastrophic contagion, right? You look at this. The Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security in partnership with who? And the Bill and, Le uh, and Melinda Gates Foundation huh, conducted this catastrophic contagion pandemic tabletop exercise at the Grand Challenges annual meeting in Brussels in October of 2022. So just recently, what is coming next? Now, this is interesting. You can go to their own website and uh, get the information from there. But look at this. Uh, Sears is what it's called, Severe Epidemic Enterovirus Respiratory Syndrome 2025. Are they projecting, okay, by 2025, this is going to happen? Now, notice at the bottom, it says, here's their disclaimer, this is a fictional scenario. I find this laughable because Event 201, they did this, and next thing you know, they follow, it's like they followed their own script. I personally think uh, that's what is happening here. They're following, they're going to be following their own script. Here it is again, uh, the catastrophic contagion. You go to their own website and you can check it out. Read it for yourself. What is this? This is talking about this uh, contagion that will affect um, people who are uh, young, children and young people, they say it'll be far worse uh, than coronavirus. So I, I find it also interesting. I don't think any of it is a coincidence. Um, in, in Micah chapter three, the chapter two, verse three through five, God is saying, I am going to judge these people because of their injustices. You have the, the puppet masters who are manipulating the masses and destroying them. Again, let me just read verse two, one and two to you again. Listen to this again. Tell me this doesn't sound like what is happening in our world and has been happening. Woe to those who devise iniquity and work out evil on their beds. They lay down their bed going, ah, what can we do to these people of the world? I know what we can do. They call up their buddies that are in cahoots with them. At morning light, they practice it because it's in their power in the power of their hand, they covet fields and take them by violence. Houses they seize, they oppress a man and his house and even his inheritance. Uh, but Micah, he comes along and he tells the leaders of their wickedness and he points out their ways and he calls their plans evil and he warns of God's judgment and they don't like what he has to say. So what do we have? We have the puppet, puppet masters, and then we also have the prophet haters. Uh, those who are calling out everything and saying, hey, um, judgment is coming. You guys are stinking evil. This is what you want to do. And, and instead of saying, man, maybe we better need to repent, like when Jonah went to Nineveh, they, they call you names, they mock you, they scoff you. It was happening in the days of Micah. Happened in the days of Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel. It's happening today. Call you every bad name that you possibly can, uh, that they possibly can, a conspiracy theorist or whatever. All right. Now, I mentioned uh, um, circuses, food and circuses. Entertain the people and give them food and make them happy. That's what the Romans did when they wanted to detract the people uh, because everything was collapsing. Um, I believe what is happening now with the puppet masters is the same thing. Uh, hence, the, the, you, know, you call them out. 
And, and people like you, you're, you're awake and you see these things. You're not woke, you're the opposite. Being awake to Jesus is the opposite of being woke. Um, so you're awake to the truth and, and you, you see these things and you're called a conspiracy nut and, and all of these, these, these different names, but we can tell there's a spin being put on. Print more money, keep the people happy, give them uh, free food in America or different parts of the world, open up the borders, and anybody who says anything against it, man, they're evil people. So, but just with that thought, uh, so, so well said, give them food and circuses so they don't question the emperor. Man, the same thing's going on. Today. Again, that was William Cooper, labeled a conspiracy theorist. Um, and, and that's how things are done. You start calling out and you, uh, the truth on things and uh, uh, the mockery starts to happen. But look at this. Okay, let's continue reading with Micah as we look at the prophecy, the prophet haters. Uh, verse six of Micah chapter two. This is New King James I'm reading from. Do not prattle, you say, uh, to those who prophesy, so they shall not prophesy to you. They shall not return insult for insult. You who are named the house of Jacob is the spirit of the Lord restricted. Are these his doings? Do not my words do good to him who walks uprightly? Late me, my people have risen up as an enemy. You pull off the robe with the garment from those who trust you as they pass by, like men returned from war. The women of my people you cast out from their pleasant houses, from their children. You have taken away my glory forever. Arise. In other words, you've cut off my name. You've done everything you can to make sure that, my, that the children don't hear about me. You're separating families. You're separating me from the little children. You've taken away my glory forever. You've, you've caused them to go to a place of judgment. He's calling out the leaders who are doing this. Arise and depart, for this is not your rest. Because it is defiled, it shall destroy. Yes, with utter destruction, if a man should walk in a false spirit and speak a lie, saying, I will prophesy to you of wine and drink, even he would be the prattler of this people. So what, is, uh, what does all this mean? I'm going uh, I'm to show it to you uh, or explain it to you in a way that I think it'll make a lot more sense. As I mentioned, that was New King James. King James reads uh, very similar. But sometimes I like to read different versions of the Bible for clarity. I, in fact, I would call them uh, sometimes not even an interpretation, but uh, more of commentary. And in this case, verse 6, uh, here's one version. It reads this. Um, Do not prophesy, their prophets say, do not prophesy about these things. Disgrace will not overtake us. In other words, a mic is out there saying, hey, judgment is coming. And the, <clears throat> the puppet masters and the politicians are both saying, shut them up. Shut them up. Don't prophesy against us. Disgrace is not going to overtake us. Everything is going to be good. You better shut up, you prophet, and just better do what, what uh uh, you're supposed to do and tell everything, everything's going to tell everyone everything's going to be okay. Likewise, verse 11, if a liar and deceiver comes to you and says, I will prophesy for you plenty of wine and whiskey, he would be just the prophet for this people. Isn't that it? I mean, th I want you to think about those words again. So if a prof, a person who calls himself a prophet, he comes along, think of today, wherever you live in the world, you're watching this right now. Think of all the things that we are hearing. If someone 
comes along and says judgment is coming. Listen, the world says shut up. I mean, I've been called all kinds of names lately by people all over the world. Ah, you're just a nut, you're a conspiracy nut, you're a theorist, you're a doomsdayer, and, you know, all these different names. But still, we're going to proclaim the truth of God's word. Listen, judgment is coming. And we can't sit by just because we're called names and say, I'm not going to do the things that God has called me to do and, and press forward. So with this, he says, Micah says, look, this is the deal with you guys. I'll read this to you again. Verse 11 in another version. If a liar and deceiver comes along to you and says, I will prophesy. In other words, a false prophet comes along and says, everything's going to be good. For you, plenty of wine, plenty of drink for everybody. In other words, you don't have anything to worry about. Don't worry about this guy over here that's saying you need to repent, that abortion is wrong, um, that sexual sin is wrong, that all these things. No, 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 that guy's a nut. In fact, as you look at the church in America today, because that's the one I'm most familiar with, the way of wokeness is it, it, it's a cancer filling the churches to the point or one of the most well-known uh, pastors, so-called pastors in all of America, uh, says we need to unhitch ourselves from the Old Testament. Um, and he even goes so far as to say, when he's talking about the words of Jesus, those are the words of Jesus. Like, like no, Jesus thought those things, but we're an enlightened person. That's the way it comes across. We're an enlightened people now. And, and this is the type of nonsense that we are hearing uh, here in this world. And Micah's calling them out. Listen, when, when a preacher comes along and says everything's going to be good, stop listening to Bible prophecy. You better be warned. Simple enough. The leaders of Israel, this is what happened back then. They hired their own prophets to put down the true prophets of God. They're saying, don't listen to these religious fanatics. All is going to be well. There's no such thing as a judgment coming. Disgrace will not overtake us. God is love. These doomsday prophets, uh, they're intolerant people. They must be eliminated from the planet. They're ones that are causing us all this grief. That's what's going on in the days of Micah. That's what's going on now. Back then they hired them. Now what do you do? You buy, come, they buy them with all these different things. And we, we look at the, the prophets have sold out. Or the, the preachers, excuse me, have sold out. Um, as you had false prophets and false priests back then, what do you have now? You have false preachers who refuse to teach on the whole counsel of God and say, this is what the word of God says. I mean, how many churches do you know in America that will go, uh, or in the Western world, that will go to the prophets in the Old Testament, the minor prophets and the major prophets, and actually teach what they say? Uh, sure, there's some, but there's not many, as most of them would want to unhitch themselves from uh, the Old Testament. Simple enough, verse 9 again, the women of my people, you cast out from their pleasant houses. You get rid of them. You won't even let them stay there. You've, you've manipulated things. From their children, you have taken away my glory forever. You've, you've cut off the next generation uh, forever. Um, we see this now. People are, are told, uh, who was it? It was um, Kirk Cameron that was going to go and read uh, whatever, I, I can't remember the true story of Christmas or something. I'm sure you've all have seen it. It's been all over the social media. And he wanted to do, you know, you, you have this drag queen story hour at public libraries. He goes, hey, how about uh, this story hour at public libraries? And how many of them have cut him off and said, no, you're not going to teach that, but we will allow you to bring 
Uh, we will allow groups to bring the, the uh, uh, drag queen story hour, that kind of stuff to our children. Your leaders, Micah, days of ancient Israel and Judah, make it illegal to tell them the truth of God's word. Today is getting to the point where it's starting to seem like it's going to be illegal to teach the, child, uh, the world uh, the truth of God's word. Okay, I'm going to show you a couple of videos. And this first one, from all people, is um, Mark Driscoll. Mark Driscoll is a pastor up in Washington. Um, now he's moved. I think he's in Colorado now. I'm surprised to see him pop up. Uh, his church seems to be doing quite well. Watch this, and it's so true. It's going to set up with Daniel, and it fits so well with Micah, although two different time frames. But as he explains what happened in the days of Daniel, man, if you can't see America there, and also what they are doing in the days of Micah, uh, really what you see in the Western world, it's like, how can you not see this? So let's roll this with Mark Driscoll. This is a couple minutes long. It's outstanding. Not a tinfoil hat person. I, I, this, not a tinfoil hat person. I, I, this is in the Bible, okay? The, the, the spirit of Babylon in the days of Daniel, and then 141 years later, in the days of Nehemiah, to our own day, is always seeking to do three things. Number one, close the church. In the days of Daniel, they forbid the worship of God. They invaded Jerusalem. They shut down the temple, and the, the worship of God was canceled. I'm telling you, a few years ago, the spirit of Babylon went global. Tried to close the church. Just close it. That's always the first goal. The second goal, if it can't keep the church closed and the church is open, is to have it compromised. What we would call apostate or woke. False teaching, soft teaching. Taking the spirit of Babylon and bringing it in to the children of God. The third thing that the spirit of Babylon is always seeking to do is to literally cut off the next generation. Literally cut it off. Because if you love the Lord and your kids don't, then faith ends when your life ends. In the days of Daniel, they did gender mutilation on Daniel as a young man. Gender confusion, gender mutilation, they castrated him as a young man. Sound familiar? Pretty uh, straightforward. By the way, for the person on here that said, uh, I must be a Calvinist. I saw your comment on this. Go, man, that's crazy because I quote somebody that uh, I get accused of things, but it just is what it is. Nevertheless, don't miss the point here. And what he makes is, is true. You know, I've, by the way, I've quoted all kinds of people here before that are wretches of all different sorts, uh, just so you know. Um, I've even quoted, what's his name? The, the, the founder of evolution, Darwin, you know, because... What he said was true. There's enough truth out there that even the devil will use it. But still, you look at this with Driscoll. Say what you want about Driscoll. But the reality of it is what he said was spot on. You guys know it was spot on, too. It's a, it's, here's what happened in the days of Daniel. What happens in the days of Daniel? Um, said you can't worship. Uh, Daniel, you're not able to worship. Remember, 30 days, you can't worship. What do we have here in the world? You're not going to be able to go to church. Then what happened? You compromise. You bring a compromise into the, the mass confusion that is brought into the people of God. And then so profound is what happened with Daniel and the others. They're castrated. It's, it's gender mutilation. And you cut off the next generation. Micah is doing this. He's saying the same thing. 
this is what you guys do. You're, you're so evil, you won't even let the next, the next generation hear of the people, uh, hear of the truth of the Lord of heaven. You cut them off. Uh, you cut off God. So what do we have? We have the puppet masters. Uh, we have the prophet haters. Then we have, um, also, uh, we have, oops, we have the people of God. I, I messed that one up. The next one is the people of God. Um, uh, but I, I look at this and we see, uh, I forgot to have my point up there. Mess that one up, that's my bad. Uh, but it's in verses 12 and 13, as you read this, I will surely assemble all of you. O Jacob, I will surely gather the remnant of Israel. I will put them together like sheep of the fold, like a flock in the midst of their pasture. They shall make a loud noise because of so many people. The one who breaks open will come up before them. They will break out, pass through the gate, uh, and go out by it. Their king will pass before them with the Lord at their head. This is talking about the restoration of the nation of Israel. So when you look at the people of God, you're thinking, man, this is uh, God's people when they are restored. Now, this is interesting, verses 12 and 13. Uh, it's about the final restoration of God's people during the time of the tribulation period. Uh, what happens during the tribulation period? Three primary things. Um, the world is judged for their sin. We've been in this age of grace. That, that age is coming to an end. Uh, Romans chapter 11, uh, the, the fullness of the Gentiles will come. Judgment is going to come on this world. And right now we're still in this age of grace, but it's coming. The tribulation period is coming. What else happens? Another purpose for the tribulation it is to turn Israel to the Lord. That's what Micah is speaking of in verses 12 and 13. That time when Israel is turned uh, to the Lord. And then also with the tribulation, it has the purpose to usher in the kingdom of Christ. Because through the tribulation and the trials, Israel will turn to the Lord. We know that. Zechariah talks about how they're going to look upon him whom they pierced. Jesus said, the day is coming when you will say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. When Israel turns to him, it's going to usher in the kingdom of the Lord. Jesus is going to come back and he's going to rule and reign from Jerusalem. Um, it, it, so these are the people of God that are spoken here, uh, of here in verses 12 and 13. Now this is interesting. In verse 12, though judgment was promised because of the great sin of God's people, they could not out sin the grace and the goodness of God. He still promises uh, the restoration to the remnant of Israel. Also in verse 12, they shall make a loud noise because of so many people. In other words, the remnant will not be few, uh, but there will be many people, many Jews, again, the speaking of the Jews, who will be brought back to the Lord and his ways. And the Lord, verse 13b, will be their head. Also in verse 13, uh, verse 13a, the one who breaks open will come up before them and they will break out and pass through the gate. This is speaking of the Lord, the one who breaks open. In fact, the King James Bible uh, would literally uh, rightly call this, he is the breaker. Uh, the, he's the Lord who heads up the people. I love that. Uh, the Lord is the one who is the breaker. All right, so with that, we have the players, we have the politicians, um, and we, uh, we have the players and the politicians, excuse me. Uh, I, I want you to check this out, just some very interesting things. In Charles Dickens' book, A Tale of Two Cities, he describes in graphic passages 
The plight of the poor people of Paris on the eve of the French Revolution. And on the opposite side, he also told uh, of the wealth of the extravagance and the idle rich who had little or no pity for the poor. It's been this way throughout the history of civilization. When the powerful politicians and leaders become hungry for more power, the people are more severely oppressed. Hence, way back in verse 1, they lay in bed at night scheming up their plans. In the morning, they put those plans into practice because they have the power to do it, and they manipulate and crush the masses of people. Just a few more verses I want to read here, and then we're going to wrap it up, go into your questions in about three minutes, so get ready. Isaiah, or Micah writes in verse 1, Then I said, uh, and I said, Hear now, O heads of Jacob, and you rulers of the house of Israel, is it not for you to know justice, you who hate good and love evil, who strip the skin of my people and the flesh from their bones? You who also eat the flesh of my people, flay their skin from them, break their bones, and chop them in pieces like meat for the pot, like flesh for the cauldron? This is just absolutely disgusting. Then they will cry to the Lord, but he will not hear them. He will even hide his face from them at that time because they have, not, they have been evil in their deeds. Um, it, it, it just continues with this, the, the, the judgment that is coming. The, the leaders were absolutely awful. The judgment that comes upon Israel and Judah. They, they trusted in their leaders, even though their leaders oppressed them. They still put up with it, and the prophets are calling out, saying, hey, don't go that way. Listen, these guys are evil, and they, they chose to shut up the prophets. But Micah directs his words directly at the rulers and the heads of Israel, the princes and the politicians, who are supposed to be looking out for the best of the people. Uh, check this out. Uh, Proverbs chapter 29, verse 2 says, When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules... The people groan. Indeed, they are groaning. Um, check out this article. Uh, when you start thinking of, of the various politicians. Um, here's this. Pompeo said, Biden trading bad guys uh, for celebrities creates incentives to take more famous people. Indeed, it does. Uh, so what he's referencing is uh, Brittany Griner, uh, busted for pot over in Russia, and then there is a, a Marine that's also been over in prison in Russia. And what's Biden do? He trades this notorious Russian arms dealer that we have in our custody in America for a celebrity, Brittany Griner, smoking pot. Hey, let's trade this person who's a really, really, really wicked, evil person. And let's get this person that's a celebrity. So hence, what have we done now? We look like fools. Again, Pompeo said, Biden trading bad guys for celebrities creates incentives to take more famous people. It's just insanity. So bad is this, check this out. This says, this is from the Russian arms dealer, this evil man. This is what he says. This is a quote from him. You can check it out yourself. This was in Gateway Pundit. Uh, they're losing their Christian values. They're losing their families. It's no longer the America we knew says international arms dealer Victor Bout. He gives his first interview since his release from U.S. prison. Uh, actually, he goes a lot further into exactly what's happened in America. But look again, pull that back up there again. They're losing their Christian values. They're losing their families. It's no longer the America that we knew. It is just absolute insanity. Uh, what else do we have? Look at this. 
Macron announces minors will be provided with condoms for free. So when you start looking at the politicians, you got the Biden regime trading um, really bad people for celebrities. You have Macron announcing minors will be uh, provided with condoms for free. These are the politicians. I believe these politicians are just going along with the system uh, and, and these, these people, the puppet masters who are behind the scenes. Uh, then there's this, uh, forget about, um, forget about uh, Biden, Trudeau, Macron, and the rest of the WEF's puppet politicians. I believe the WEF is also owned by the puppet masters. I believe Klaus Schwab is a, is a puppet of the puppet masters. Uh, but it's the system that rules us and the system that must be broken. Uh, you know, so you start looking at this and you're going, man, um, th this is really uh, kind of a, quite an interesting thing to see, to say the least, uh, wh when I put these things together. Um, <laughs> you start seeing the politicians. By the way, this appeared today because of Elon Musk. Check this out. It appears Twitter's CEO Elon Musk has found his next topic in the Twitter Files series. Musk dropped the bomb uh, Sunday, hinting he'll release Twitter files related to the White House coronavirus response team leader, Dr. Anthony Fauci, and the COVID pandemic. Uh, my pronouns are prosecute Fauci, Musk tweeted. Look at that. I mean, so you look at this, Musk followed up with a meme, uh, mocking Fauci, continually advising Joe Biden to keep locking people down to fight the COVID pandemic. But again, uh, Elon Musk, talk about just throwing something out there. My pronouns are prosecute Fauci. I want you to, to, to think about this for just a minute, what Elon Musk is doing and what Elon Musk has also said, because it does have some uh, in very interesting thoughts. There's some people that say Elon Musk, he's a savior. Some people are saying, no, Elon Musk, he's the antichrist. Look at the Neuralink thing that he's developed and Starlink out's connecting everybody. And then you look at this and you say, yeah, arrest Fauci. Yeah, Bill Gates, all of these people, these puppet masters and their politicians, they all need uh, uh, Fauci doing whatever he's told to do for his own pleasure, seeking the, the, the fame. Look at all the good things that people are saying about him, all the good things that CNN and MSNBC are saying about him and celebrities are saying about him. You look at this, you go, man, these people are wicked. Am I allowed to say that on YouTube about Fauci? Isn't that weird? You can't even say that about a guy like Fauci without worrying about what, uh, getting axed or something like that. Man, we live in interesting times. Uh, nevertheless, as we look at all that is going on and, and we see these things, we have the players, we have the politicians, and we also have uh, the prophets. Um, with the prophets, close with these words. Here they are from Micah chapter three. You ready? Thus says the Lord concerning the prophets who make my people stray, who chant peace while they chew with their teeth, but who prepare war against him, who puts nothing into their mouths. Therefore you shall have night without vision and you shall have darkness without divination. The sun shall go down on the prophets and the day shall be dark for them. So the seers... Uh, shall be ashamed and the diviners abashed. Indeed, they shall all cover their lips for there is no answer from God. Uh, verse five essentially uh, says, uh, tell us peace, give us a message of peace. Uh, the false prophets would prophesy to anybody, hey, it's all gonna be good. 
uh, don't worry about all of these things. Um, and what they were doing was the most treacherous thing they could do because they were liars, they were false prophets, they were false priests. Uh, listen, don't be troubled because Proverbs chapter 29, verse 16 also tells us this. When the wicked are multiplied, transgression increases, but the righteous will see their fall. Uh, their fall is coming. I don't know when, but it is coming. Um, and by the way, going back to the Elon Musk thing, with him saying, hey, uh, uh, prosecute Fauci, uh, prosecute these people. Um, I believe that deception is so great coming on the right and on the left. We need to be really careful that we make sure we look to the Lord Jesus Christ. As much as we might want to see this person over here or that person over there, depending on which side of the aisle you're on, listen, we need to look to the Lord Jesus Christ. There's evil players out there on both sides, bad people that want to keep us from the Lord and keep people from hearing about the Lord. So remember, when the wicked are multiplied, transgression increases, we're seeing it, but the righteous will see their fall. We're going to see it. God is going, God wins. He already won at the cross and Jesus is coming back. All right, start sending me your questions. I'll be taking them from uh, both the app uh, and wherever you guys are. So send them away. And... Um, See what you guys got. Ready? First question. Oh, I'm still trying to connect. Uh, let me get here. Questions. What's the matter? Uh, no, I've got it. I'm all good. I'm all good. You guys were wondering if I even know how to use my phone, don't you? I kind of wonder that myself, I must admit. Okay. All right. Question. What is the weird belief that believes the millennium already happened at 500 A.D. to 1500 A.D.? Uh, you are right about strange doctrines. Um, you know what, A.H. reporting, I don't know. I, I hear about so many different, different things uh, about all, the, all these different teachings that there is no millennial kingdom, the millennium did already happen, uh, all these different things. Just stick with the Bible and you're good. Uh, this person says discernment is needed now, Musk is not good. I would say, I mean, you got Neuralink and these crazy things. The problem you have with Musk, here's where it is, as this person knows, uh, Hannah Lore 777, the problem with Musk is he appeals to people who say, this stuff's so bad, all of a sudden he does something like release the Twitter files. Listen, let me, this is how bizarre this is, all right? I believe quite likely this is what's gonna happen. Uh, we don't know for sure until it all happens. I believe we're gonna be raptured first, but I believe when Antichrist shows up on the scene, he's going to have the answers that are going to appeal to people on the right and they're going to appeal to people on the left. Um, right now, everything is messed up by the puppet masters and, the, and their politicians and the false prophets, the false priests, the, in other words, the fake preachers, right? Messed up by all these people, the business leaders that are gone woke, all these things, totally messed up by them. Obviously, these policies are bad. Even this guy that just is let out of the, this Russian arms here to let out say, man, America's lost her way. You look at these. So we know these things are bad. They're destroying everything. The economy is being destroyed. Food supply is being destroyed. All the supply chains are being destroyed. And uh, we have the whole thing with the uh, uh, food and circuses, all this stuff going on. So what's going to happen? I believe when you have the four horsemen of the apocalypse, this world's going to be so messed up and it's already going there. And you start thinking of economic collapse, food, uh, 
famine, war breaking out, massive war that we've never seen before. People dying from all sorts of things, including uh, the pale horse or pestilence. So you, you have all these different things going on and the madness, just the madness of people. Antichrist is going to come on the scene. I believe it's quite possible he's going to be the one that's going to be starting to arrest these people on both sides of the aisle that were liars to say, man, these guys messed up everything. I've come to save the day. Why is that? Satan's smarter than all the rest of us. It's like good cop, bad cop. So what's he got to do? He has to make people want to know and want to worship Antichrist, to worship him. He's got to get the people along that playing field. Right now, there's nobody that really fits that. And so when someone comes along, and this is a concern I have about someone like Elon Musk, he appeals to people on the right one moment, and then he appeals to the people on the left another moment, and you start thinking, well, what's he really doing? You know, very weird stuff. And then you have Neuralink and Starlink and all the rest. But so Antichrist is going to come along. He's going to appeal to both sides. Uh, both sides are going to recognize. He's going to usher in a time of fake peace, a time of fake security, a time when, as Jesus said in the Olivet Discourse, where people will be like the days of Noah and Lot, people will be buying and selling and giving in marriage. People are going to let their guard down. They're going to think everything is wonderful. We are not there right now. Uh, not yet. Uh, everybody's going to let their guard down because this guy, hey, this guy has all the answers. People are going to worship him. He's going to seemingly fix all the world's problems. So whoever it is, he's going to be exceptionally deceiving. And I'd go into it further with you if I had the time, but I don't think I have the time. Jeff and Jennifer say, uh, is digital currency the first step to the mark? Um, I would say it certainly could be. I have some digital currency experts that I'm actually going to uh, be bringing on the program uh, not this week. It'll be in January 2023. People that really are experts on it. I am not. I can see and read things and say, okay, everything is going this way. A digital currency will give absolute control of whoever's in control over all of the masses of people. So when you start thinking of the puppet masters and the politicians, the politicians are doing the will of the puppet masters, but don't feel bad for the politicians because the pup politicians they're doing it because they want to do it. They're getting paid off. They're, they're getting accolades. They're getting the fame. They're getting the fortune. They're getting whatever they want. So don't feel bad for the politicians. They're evil. Uh, in, in 2 Timothy, uh, the Bible says in the last days, uh, evil men will be deceived and they will deceive. It describes them. It also describes these fake preachers that are out there. Uh, by the way, uh, Pookie, you said, Britt Gillette on CBDC. Yes, I did just have... Um, Britt Gillette on the program. I don't know if you were able to see that, Pookie. Uh, Britt Gillette is absolutely fantastic. I will have him back on, but I have a couple of people that have never been on before, and I'm going to give you a heads up. Not believers. Um, they, they come from the tech world, but they're going to come because, as I mentioned to them, I said, you guys see the same thing I see, except I see it going this direction from a biblical view. You guys have all the tech wisdom that I do not have. And yes, Britt Gillette uh, will be uh, back on, Lord willing, uh, hopefully, um, hopefully pretty soon too. Uh, uh, Lori Spears says, who's Britt Gillette? Lori, uh, you can check it out, video of YouTube I had on my live uh, just last week. Uh, so uh, check that out. You will be blessed by Britt Gillette. Brilliant. Um, uh, really good too. Okay. 
I look dapper. Well, that's because it's cold outside, and this is my cold weather jacket. I know it's in California. It's absolutely cold outside. It's cold, it's wet, it's damp, and, and I'm a wimp. Okay, Maria, do you think the Russian-Ukraine war is all part of the globalist plan? The entire thing has been staged uh, to fool and distract the masses as they destroy the world as we know it. Um, I totally do. I think it's, I mean, when you look back at the history of Ukraine, it's basically this money laundering, corrupt nation with the people at the top. I'm not talking about the Ukrainian people themselves. I'm talking about the people at the top. So it goes back to the puppet masters and the politicians. In Ukraine, was, I mean, look at the Clintons in Ukraine. You start looking at it going, hey, remember all the accusations, the false ones about Trump and all that stuff? And it comes out of Clinton's hands are all over it. Gee, what a shock that is, huh? Um, Alexander Major, what role will the city of Rome play in the Antichrist uh, 10 division kingdom? Um, that's a good question. Uh, the role of the city of Rome, I believe the city of Rome may be the headquarters of the Antichrist himself. That's me. Now, James Cadiz, he believes that when it comes to the system of Antichrist and the Ten Kingdoms are all part of uh, Europe, I believe the Ten Kingdoms are global. We've gone back and forth about that. I believe he's, he's wrong, I'm right. He believes I'm wrong, he's right. But whatever it is, we both agreed on one thing, that Rome is going to be at the center of it. We have the city on seven hills. Uh, people have different interpretations of what that means from the book of Revelation. Uh, but it makes the most sense to me. You have a revived Roman Empire. Daniel chapter 9, you have the people who destroy the city as who the Antichrist is going to rise out of. By the way, I believe that gives us his ethnicity. Um, so when people say he's Muslim or he's Jew, uh, the Antichrist says, I don't think so. He's going to meet other people of the revived Roman, of the Roman Empire. Um, let me see. There's this other question. So I think Rome is going to be very... Um, involved, uh, and I do believe quite possibly uh, the headquarters of Antichrist. In fact, I actually believe it uh, will be the headquarters of Antichrist. Um, Child of the King, question, could the Pope be the false prophet? Um, could the Pope be the false prophet? Uh, I personally don't think that the Pope is the false prophet for various reasons. Uh, doesn't mean he can't be or won't be, or something like that. I just, I, I don't believe he is. I believe the false prophet is far uh, superior to the current pope. Um, could the pope, I mean, the pope is definitely, he's in the running uh, to uh, uh, be the false prophet. I'd say he's, he's auditioning for the job because he does a really good job of looking like the false prophet. There's different problems you have with the, this current pope being the false prophet. Maybe a future pope, but just one of them is, um, I don't believe he's smart enough, but he could be in, influenced by a demon and then be really smart. Um, he definitely says the things that are needed to say in order to get this global religious system that I believe is connected with climate laws, uh, worship of Mother Earth. But you got to remember the false prophet has to be well enough physically, physically, to enter into the Battle of Armageddon. Um, that begins seven years after the peace covenant is confirmed of Daniel chapter 9. So seven years later, he still has to be physically healthy enough to enter there. And it doesn't appear, like let's say the rapture happened tonight, the covenant was confirmed next week. That means seven years from now, he has to be good to go. 
I don't think he would be that good to go uh, within seven years. He's not too good to go anywhere now. He says a lot of things, but he's going to physically be in Armageddon. And I don't think it's the Pope Mobile that he takes to get there. I don't know. I may be wrong about that. It is possible, but I believe that both the religious leader and false prophet are probably going to be uh, a little bit on the younger side. Um, uh, that's just a belief that I have. I don't have, have any specific reason why. Um, uh, other than I look at uh, the Satan is a copycat and everything that the Lord does, Satan copies. Jesus, what, 33 years old? Um, Satan copies everything. He's going to copy the, he's going to have a, a death of Antichrist. Because, uh, Jesus died. Jesus died and rose. His Antichrist is going to die and rise and uh, deceive the whole world. So these different things that are, that are there, but I, I just don't see... Um, I just don't see where uh, the um, Pope is the false prophet, myself. But he's set up for the false prophet. He's definitely runner-up, definitely trying out for the position. Okay, Crystal Bell, question. Um, your view on the fig tree, I'll get there in just a second. Jeremiah says, I agree, Pastor Tom. I think there's more than one Pope. Hey, I had that conversation with Pete Garcia he had some very interesting things to say, and I, Pete was going to be my guest this week. Please pray for Pete. His dad is passing away, so Pete's going to be on next week. Pablo's going to be with me tomorrow, live at 2 o'clock, and then Nathan Jones is going to be live with me on Tuesday, and I'll get Pete back here pretty soon. But pray for Pete and his family. I know he'd really appreciate it. Um, so we'll get into the additional popes, I'm sure. And this other question that Crystal Bell asks, your view on the fig tree. Pete and I are going to be talking on that because Pete and I don't necessarily agree. So here's the way I see it on the fig tree. I believe that when you, you, when you look at the Olivet Discourse, you, know, you have all the different signs. The, the disciples asked Jesus, what's the sign of your coming in the end of the age? And, they, um, and Jesus, be, he goes and he lists all kinds of signs, several different signs he lists. Wars and rumors of wars, famine and, and uh, the people will be offended because of me. Lawlessness will abound. The love of many will grow cold. And then the big sign, the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet. So we know that there's going to be a temple. We know that there's going to be worship that's going to be started again. We know these different things. The Jews are fleeing from uh, Jerusalem, the area of Judea. We know that. So Jesus gives all these different signs. And then he says this uh, about the fig tree. Uh, let me turn over to, tell you what, I'll just go from Luke's gospel, um, because in all three gospels he talks about it. And then he spoke a parable to them, and he said, look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they are already budding, you see and know for yourselves that summer is now, it is near. So you also, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. Surely I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away, till all things take place. So in uh, Luke's gospel, when you see these things take place in the illustration of the fig tree and all the trees, Matthew in the illustration of the fig tree, he says, as it's budding, you know the summer is near. Therefore, when you see all these things take place. So, you know, uh, most of my colleagues say the fig tree, no doubt, is Israel. Um, I think the fig tree includes Israel, I guess would be the best way of saying it. 
uh, it includes the nation of Israel because none of the prophetic signs of the second coming of Christ could take place unless the Jews were back in the land again, Israel's the nation again. But uh, with that, he says, when the fig tree is budding and you see all these things, it includes the nation of Israel, all these other events happening while the Jews are back in the land is when we know we are in the last days. Um, so with Pete, for example, um, and myself, we both totally agree that we can see all these things taking place. Israel is back in the land. All these events are taking place right now. Um, and I believe the fig tree includes the nation of Israel. Pete would say the fig tree is the nation of Israel. And, you know, people want to argue and debate about it and so forth. Here's the thing about it. It's not a salvation issue. And Jesus wasn't crucified on a fig tree. So whichever your belief is on the fig tree, whether you believe uh, like I do or believe like Pete does or whoever, Amir or whoever, hey, that's, that's fine. I don't think it's worth dividing over. Um, would be a good way of saying it. By the way, I'll address one more thing since the fig tree came up, is I had a program with Don Stewart not too long ago. Many of you saw it. Got some people really bothered um, because Don had talked about uh, soon and you shouldn't say Jesus is coming back soon. And he was saying it inferring that we just don't know when and people have been saying it since the beginning. Um, I tend, you know, I went on James' program last Monday and we were talking about that. We both agreed. I believe every generation since the beginning of, of the church has said, hey, we could be that generation. It looks like Jesus is coming soon. So I, like James, I still use the term, I believe Jesus could be coming soon. I don't know exactly what that means. I don't know if it means tonight or if it means five years from now. I don't know. I'm excited about it. I believe Peter, uh, I understand the words of Peter in 2 Peter chapter 3 when he says we should look for and hasten his coming appearance uh, the, the coming of these things. Um, that would be an implication of soon and be excited about it. Peter wrote that like 2,000 years ago. So I'm pretty excited. I still use the term soon. Uh, Jesus coming soon. I just don't know how soon, but I know this much. We're closer today than we were yesterday. And the way things are looking, we're not far off. And we need to remember this. If we go through some more difficult times, it's okay. Because ultimately Jesus wins. We are going up. And Jesus is coming back, and he's going to rule and reign from Jerusalem. God bless you guys. Hope you can join me tomorrow live at 2 o'clock with Pablo. Peace out. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.